Hey guys, welcome back to Podcasting is Punk Rock. This is part two of my tips for on-location recording. It's finally here. The previous episode will now be three episodes ago in your feed. So if you're looking for part one, just scroll back a couple of episodes there. I'm once again recording this little intro into my phone because the window next to my main recording area is currently being assaulted by a guy with a leaf blower and also an edge trimmer. So that's super handy. Always happens. I think Danny from Captivate might have mentioned that at some point recently, that every time you go to record, some horrific noise fires up outside for the first time in a week. Yeah, but they're the things us independent podcasters have to deal with. Righto, let's jump in. So this is about the guest or guests and or your co-host or even yourself. If you notice that they're wearing a potentially noisy article of clothing or jewellery, you don't have to ask them to take it off. That might not be appropriate. You might be in a really cold, once again, community hall and they're wearing a jacket. Well, they're not going to take the jacket off unless they want to freeze the entire time and you don't want them to. So that's the type of thing where you just need to bring it up in as polite a way as possible. Hey, I noticed that you're wearing like a shiny puffer jacket. In my experience, those are really noisy if you touch them. So if you can just avoid touching your jacket or fiddling with it, that'd be great. One thing I've noticed that a lot of people do is if they're a little bit nervous and they're wearing something with a zipper, they might actually start moving the zipper, which is pretty obvious and they'll probably hear it if it happens to be a zipper that's up near their collar. But what I've noticed a lot of people doing, and this is only something probably in the last few years that I've picked up, is that they'll fiddle with the zipper if they happen to have one on their sleeve. And I think it might be in place of if they'd normally play with their watch or maybe their bracelet, but they're wearing a jacket, so they play with the zipper on their sleeve. So that sound is probably less obvious to the person if they're inexperienced. They're not going to be able to pick that from their own voice while they're recording in real time. But once you bring everything up, which a lot of us are doing, bringing our level up a little bit, whether that's with a leveler like Authonic or normalizing a file and using some multiband compression, those types of noises do become more obvious because the noise floor and noise floor adjacent sounds, which would be something like a, a zipper or a bracelet, do get brought up in the mix closer to the voice. Those are the sorts of sounds that are really uncomfortable to listen to when you take them from the environment that it was recorded in and then place them right into someone's ears which is how the majority of people are listening to this. They're not going to notice in a car, but we have to remember that a portion of the audience may start listening in the car and then finish in their headphones, and that moves all that sound that's imperceptible when you're in traffic or on the highway or whatever right into someone's ear canal. So if you can imagine an uncomfortable series of noises right inside your head, that's something you want to avoid as a producer because a polite conversation before the interview or even during the interview, if it keeps happening, might save those sounds from even being recorded. So further to that, if the person has a drink, particularly if it has ice in it, and I don't mean an alcoholic drink, I mean like maybe like a slushy or something that they've come to the interview with, just let them know that just the physical movement of the ice or the crushed ice in a glass or a bottle or a jug or whatever is going to make noise. And it's not a very pleasant noise when it's inside someone's head. 
and further, further to that, one thing I've noticed recently, and it's taken me years to figure out what this noise is, is if you drink out of a plastic bottle and then put the lid back on, if it's a very cheap plastic bottle and it's thin plastic, it may actually just pop and re-expand even though the lid's still on and make like a little pop sound. And those are very loud, very intrusive in the audio. So that might not be avoidable for the guest because they might be thinking, oh, I've got to put the top back on this every time because I don't want to knock it over. That's fine. Maybe that's unavoidable. But for you as the host or co-host, maybe when you're having a drink and if it's coming out of a plastic bottle, have somewhere to put it and it won't matter if you knock it over. If you're going to buy your guest water, which I encourage you to do, make sure you let them know if they don't use it, they're welcome to take it. Maybe buy them just a slightly more expensive bottle of water because for whatever reason, at least in the Australian market, if you step up one level in quality, quality quote unquote, I think the only difference is that the plastic is thicker, (laughs) which sounds ridiculous. And if you're drinking water at home, that means nothing but it definitely stops the bottle from squashing up and then re-expanding and making noise in your recording. So it's worth maybe the extra 50 cents or a dollar for that one bottle or two bottles that you're going to have to buy. Okay, here's one that's more common, and I think we all need a solution for this, and it's not easy, and don't stress if you can't find something that's affordable or reliable or understandable even, but I do think it's something you need to maybe have a little think about, and that's the ability at the last minute to bring in a remote guest to an on-location recording. So what I mean by that is if someone can't get there, if they're running late, if they're unwell but they're well enough to record, for example, because maybe they've only got a short segment or they're only going to say a couple of things anyway and they just don't want to be in a physical space with other people for whatever reason. Having a way to bring that person in and for everyone to still be able to hear them is really important. So, for example, if you're interviewing someone face-to-face that's an athlete or an actor or a musician and they have a manager or an agent or whatever that might want to be there at the start of the call just to lay out the ground rules, but they don't want to actually be there, then you can bring them in and they can be on the recording explaining what they want so it's there, but then they can just drop off or end their part of the call and the on-location physical interview can continue. So the solution is not in place just to handle bringing people in for the entire interview. It may be to bring people in just for a section or a quick update and for everyone to be able to hear that while it's happening. So a remote option is great. Everyone's probably thinking the Rodecaster Pro or Pro 2 is the ideal solution to do that. And as at the start of 2023, I would have to agree. It is the easiest way that I currently know of to bring people in and out. And the fact that the device can actually now run on battery power and not lose any of its feature set makes it even more reliable as an option to do that when you're on location. So next is to let your guest know if there's anything after the interview that may be slightly time consuming that they may need to do and to make sure it's okay. I know for FYI All Things Mental Wellness, which is a mental health show that I do some production on, they normally get a series of photos after the interview. And most people are okay, but we did have one guest recently where the interview went a little bit longer than they had in their head, even though it was a little bit shorter even than their normal interview length. 
this person, I think, just had a very tight timeline, incredibly busy man. He wasn't really too interested in being around once the interview was finished, and I kind of had to just say, hey, look, we always get a photo. It would have been a lot easier if we had of, or I had of being the producer, just let him know if it's okay just after the interview, we're just going to grab a really quick photo, but we're not going to mess around, draw it out, and then get the photo. We'll grab that first, so if you need to go, you can just go. So that's really the only thing that we're going to do after the interview. So once that's done, if you need to go, then that's fine. Also, how long do you have today? So we can factor in that photo time. Because it can take a minute or a couple of minutes to get the perfect photo that's flattering for everybody involved. Okay, so just two more guys. Let your guests know that it really is important for them to be wearing headphones. And if they're not comfortable doing that, just take one ear off and maybe have one on and one off if you want to hear your natural voice. And the reason why I encourage them to is that they're going to be talking at length and they may not be used to talking at length. And the way that you project your voice in a room when you're talking in short sound bites during a conversation that may tax their voice over the course of an hour or 90 minutes. If you wear a headphone, even if it's just one cup, you don't have to wear both cups if that's not natural, it will allow you to know if you're pushing your voice maybe a little bit harder than you need to. The microphone and the gain in the preamp and the processing that you may be running, all of that's doing work to help the person preserve their voice. And I've found that that does two things. It lets people know that they don't have to walk into the room with a naturally incredible voice to come out the other end sounding great, which gives them confidence and they're more likely to wear the headphones, which we all know is better for performance. But what it will also do is over the course of, say, half an hour to an hour, people can't help but start to pick up, even if it's subconscious, a little bit of mic technique. So I'm not talking about things like plosives or mouth noise, that kind of stuff. That sort of stuff can take a long time to be aware of, but it's a couple of things. One, they will, if they're wearing headphones, know that laughing straight into the microphone isn't pleasant for anyone, and they will start to back off the mic, which may bring some more room noise into the recording, because if they laugh once into the mic and it's really, really close, and they are wearing headphones, they're going to know, oh gosh, I just blew everyone's ears out. If I laugh again, I'm going to pull back a bit. That's a great lesson and it helps everybody. But the other thing is, once they hear their voice with a little bit of a tweak through a broadcast mic of whatever kind that is, once they get used to the fact that they're hearing themselves, they might like the fact that they actually sound better than they normally do. And I see the look on people's faces as they relax into the headphones because they know they sound pretty cool. And it's exciting, particularly working with co-hosts and people I work with regularly, they pick the headphones up even before the interview starts now. They want to hear themselves through the mic and the frequency response and all that sort of stuff. So there's many reasons, but what I don't do is tell them, you have to wear them because it's better for me. I tell them, it's better for you. You'll get used to your voice. You'll actually even sound maybe better than you normally do, and that's kind of cool. But it will also help you sound better for longer today. So headphones are a must. You just have to frame it as though I know it's uncomfortable, particularly if you've never heard your recorded voice. But just understand, that's how everyone hears you, except for you. And you sound even better coming through this mic than you normally would, which is pretty bloody cool, if you ask me. So lastly, 
politely start taking the gear down as people are wrapping up the conversation. But a mistake that I made a couple of times was feeling like I needed to get the stuff out of the way of the guest first because maybe they needed to leave. But what I think I did inadvertently was made them feel like they had to leave. And what I've started doing is I will actually pack up my area first, which I wouldn't probably normally do if I was just recording by myself. I'd start with the mic and work back to the recorder. When it's with a guest and the people I work with on location, I actually start with the recorder area. I unplug all of the cables. I pack up my headphones. And then I move to the co-host and the permanent host to take their stuff down. And then I finish with the guest. So they don't feel like I'm trying to rush them out of the room. But if they do give me any kind of body language that they'd like the mic out of the way and the mic stand moved, etc., I will go move it slightly out of their way. But I still won't pack down the area right around the guest until the very last thing. And I'm not sure whether it's real, but I felt it. The more comfortable you can make someone feel after the interview, the less they're going to stress about things they're worried about from the interview. If they think they didn't say something right or maybe one of their jokes didn't land or they're worried about mentioning someone's name, making them feel comfortable enough to voice that before they leave, for me at least as a producer, gives me an idea of, okay, that's got to come out, that's got to get removed. That bit they're worried about, the co-host actually really loved and they've kind of talked them into wanting to leave that in there because it was really funny. Maybe they didn't realise it at the time because they were a bit stressed, but they were great. Some people come out thinking they were terrible when they weren't, and that's quite common. They're like, oh, I hope that was all right. Was that any good? Uh, I don't know about that. If you're not rushing the pack up, if you're just casually just meandering around the room doing things, maybe even way more slowly than you would, it gives everyone involved a chance to relive their favourite parts of the conversation and also make each other feel more confident about what just happened. Righto, guys. Thank you once again. Podcasting is punk rock. The show about podcasting while house-sitting. It's a real niche show, guys. It's super niche. Righto. Thanks, guys. At Joshua C. Liston on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Righto. I'm TikTok. Once again, I tell jokes on there, so you might not think that's appropriate. Righto. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.